While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow here with our guest host, um, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Uh, great great to be here with you, Marcus. Yeah, it was, it's, been, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. Yes, been great. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. We've had good conversations with the audience about important issues. We were able to talk to seven candidates in an hour. I know, that's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. With commercial break. Uh, I, I did appreciate how you're able to draw on your experience as a city councilor to... Um, uh, to ask them important questions and, and move that conversation forward. Uh, you know, this been a call on the line for a while. I I think we should take it. Good evening. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> the first gentleman you had on, he was a lawyer, but I, I miss writing his name down. J- what was his name? His name is Jake Ventura. Oh, Jake Ventura. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I wanted to, uh, you know, it's too bad we didn't have time that I could ask questions to each candidate, or uh, anybody could. Mm. Now, the thing with the, with that gentleman is uh, the job that he has, is he is he going to be able to, if he's elected, is he going to be able to spend his time with the... Uh, my understanding is that he he does transactional stuff. Um, he, he's a private equity attorney, so he works from home a lot of the time. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. The next question is, uh, uh, he said that he didn't want any salary. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my idea of that is uh, if the city offers him a salary, why can't he donate to charity, like to Buttonwood Park or to the to the uh, the dog place or yeah, you know, I, I, whichever, I, uh, you know, wouldn't that be logical? If you don't want the salary, why don't you have the city uh, give it to the city to help uh, different agencies? Yeah, I don't. I don't know whether that. Well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I mean, if he doesn't take the salary, I imagine it's freed up so he can. Uh, he could ask them to he, to, he don- to donate, but I don't think he. I don't know that he could take it. Um, I don't think he can. He could take it and give it himself if he wanted, oh, perhaps. Why, but, why, I'm asking, why I'm telling you this is, I used to be a union official for years, and uh, anybody that didn't want to pay union dues. Well, we would let them give it to charity, the heart, heart fund or the sure. cancer fund. We didn't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I wasn't able to get too much in the weeds with him. I just know he didn't want to accept the salary. Yeah, too bad. We, we needed more time because there, there's some of these people. I, I, I took notes, but uh, I got three people that I really uh, like. Hey, I was fighting fun. with Marcus who, to get some questions in. Who are those, <laughs> who are those three? That was tough. Who are the three? Yeah, okay. who are the three? The first one is uh john robinson okay the second one that i had is uh uh rob bromley okay and the third one i had was common amaral okay those three uh i think to me they were uh i i liked what, what i uh heard oh i wanted one more question sure the, you know the, does the city council ever go on tv and, and show what's going on do they ever yeah, I, yeah. There's, I mean, cable access runs it. It's also available online. I think they should live stream it. 
but um, were you guys on TV yeah, when you were on we the were. council? We were on. We were on TV. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and so you could watch. You could you actually on watch right on now, cable. Even? Are they doing that now? Yes, I believe they are. They are, and you can find it online. Uh, New Bedford Cable Access. Yeah, I think it's what Channel Nine. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, nine or eighteen. Okay, 95, something like that. Yeah, so I'm the one that held the phone all this time to talk to you. God you bless appreciate you. that. You know, the loyal loyal callers are important. And then, because, you know, if we had more time, I would like to, uh, you know, we, let we, somebody we, ask some of these uh, candidates questions. About yeah, I mean, I had them. I had all seven of them on the on the show for the last like month. So I mean, that was a. Oh, you did. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I so I only know what uh, this morning I had Tim on. Mm -hmm. and Tim said that you were going to have the candidates come on tonight. At, yeah. He, he didn't. I think he, I didn't say what time. Yeah. So. Uh, so then I, I thought the sheriff Hodgson was going to be on your program all night. Yeah, no, he's no. here now. He's here. All, yeah, he's no, here no, now. You're saying that. That's good that he's there. But. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, sir do, you, do, you, do you have anything else for us? We do appreciate yeah, you calling yeah, in. The other thing, too, is that I really don't like. I mean, I, I, you know, people are going to make a... I do not like all your commercials. When, when, when we're, all right, uh, hey, man. I, <laughs> listen. I have to pay for the... Pro we gotta, uh, <laughs> we're talking about these people. Without the, yeah, commercial, with, without the commercials, we, we, we can't... We, you know, we, couldn't, we can't do much about that, so... Really? You mean to say, uh, if, sir, if I own the business, I, I would say, okay, don't bother my commercial tonight. Because I want the, the candidates to be able to talk. Well, the commercials. The com Everybody's not like me, though. So, when sir, you like, sir, sir, I I appreciate the production notes. I got another call on the line. Um, okay. Thank, thank okay. you, thank you so much. Okay, bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. What we need commercials. Uh, <laughs> I went commercial free twice uh, uh, in my my four years here. I've done a commercial free show. And they still twice. let you keep your job. Yeah. Well. <laughs> One was when you were here, uh, and the other, I think, was the... No, I knew uh, I'd get the blame for this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we got to go back to the phones. Good evening, you're live. Good evening, Marcus. Good evening, Sheriff Tom. Hey, Colin. Hey, how are you? Tom hey, Tom. How are you? Well, I, I think, you know, for uh, uh, a local race, you got seven candidates with great pedigree. And you know, Marcus, in the last election, I think there was a 700 vote turnout in Ward Three. I think it's going to double, even with the weather. It yeah. seems that all, all these folks are heavily involved in Ward Three. Awfully it's, optimistic. It, yeah, it's terrific. Uh, so you know, now it gets down to the mechanics. You know, the mechanics of campaigning and what people in a short period of time and what they've been able to do, and all the little nuances of of meeting people. Uh, things like back when uh, Tom was running for council at large, introducing him to Mary Sousa down at Hazelwood Lunch at Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, she's around still. Yeah. She's a big fan of yours, and uh, I see her once in a while. She may even be listening tonight. Yeah, but, Celine and all them. Yeah, it's a, it's a question now of these seven candidates, all fine candidates in my estimation, and really do Ward 3 in honor. Uh, of coming out and, and putting their names on the line and what types of campaigns they've run. It'll be real interesting uh, to see what the final outcome is going to be, uh, even with the snow. We, we got a little bit of snow coming in, and uh, uh, hopefully the spirit of War 3 shows up because I think that the vote's going to double. I, I think you're going to be over 1,500. Yeah, and you know when the candidates work so hard, Tom, and you know this yourself from your own experience that you know when they when they work hard and they and they do make the effort. You you know I think we owe them as voters 
to go out and and let our voice be heard for whichever candidate it is. But but they're they're out there working for us as you know as people in the community as constituents um, because they they obviously care. So I think it's important for all of us and incumbent upon all of us to do everything we can to get out there and at least let them know we appreciate it by by offering our vote and our time uh, to send them a message. We appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, great show and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, great great talking with you. Thanks, Tom. Tom. Be good. Take care. Great guy. Yeah, he is. So, um, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Hey. So, I'm a little confused. I mean... I have a particular candidate I'm interested in, but it seems like you guys have your own candidate you're interested in. Is that true? No. No, no, because I didn't see any other candidates show up at the location, and he's also pumping advertisement with your people backing him. Yeah. I, listen, okay. um, he called me today and said, I'm going to be in town. Can I show up for my, my segment? If any other candidate had town, called me. Not all these. Oh, what? Uh, you know, I didn't, I'm just like not taking that. I, I just don't. I just, I just I, don't appreciate it. Yeah, I, 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 I think that the probably you, they, nobody heard about you saying hey, if you want to show up or not show up. So, so, but in this instance, of course, I, I didn't even know I was going to be showing up till probably uh, I don't know maybe you, two, three, two three o'clock, hours, two, two o'clock, three o'clock. o'clock yeah. I, when I, when, so it's I, just annoying because I've had all seven candidates on. I've taken the time to write profiles for them. I had them, I had, I'd crammed them all into an hour of, uh, of show. So everybody could get one more brief recap. I've talked about the race ad nauseum and because Jake showed up today, cause he called me today. He said, Hey Marcus, can I show up? And I said, sure. You can show up in studio. That's fine. If any other candidate had called me and asked me the same thing, I would have said, sure, that's fine. But, Nobody else did. So to, to say that that we're pumping, that the station's pumping advertisement behind a particular candidate, I don't know what advertisement you hear pumping. Uh, I've heard Bob Bromley buy ads here. He's he's bought he's bought a ton of ads here, including, I think, on this show. Um, if Jake Ventura's bought ads, I, I haven't actually heard them, but if he's bought ads, that means he's bought the ads. You bought plenty of ads here. So did your opponent in the last election. Did that mean we were pumping? It's, it's what you do. It, that, that's what you do. You buy ads in the local media market. And in, Ridiculous. Well, in radio, and I, I, I think the caller um, probably is is maybe with another candidate. I presume because I'm not sure. I thought we were very fair with all the candidates in, in our questions and and pretty consistent. But I I do think you know whether whether candidates show up here or whether they show show up. I mean, they just call in. Which was there was zero. If they called and asked you that, that's the one thing. But if if they whether they came here or they, the people are talk radio is about hearing what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, right? right. It's about hearing what the answers are. And there was no certainly no favorability and 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 certainly not on my part, not on your part in, in asking these questions and, and having people somebody want to go out of their way and show up here, yeah. whether they're if that's what they want to do. Any of them could have done it, but they but uh, so I hope the caller understands that and realizes that 
that uh, maybe perhaps... It was just disrespectful, frankly. I, sure, I, I, I put a lot of work into covering yeah, this race, have. and it was disrespectful to say that we're... To, to call in and gripe that we're picking a favorite candidate when, again, we've given everybody time. I've written uh, I've written about everybody in this race. I think everybody... I had everybody call in tonight. Everyone got a fair shake, okay? So to say that we're, we're going out there and we're putting stuff behind people... Uh, this show personally, me personally, and Chris McCarthy, we haven't put anything behind anybody. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think, and, and and I think too. I don't know if you feel this way, Marcus, but sometimes I think there's such a sentiment out there of 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 just sort of, you know, how things are in politics, right? So mm -hmm. in, in our our sad world of politics today, that so many people think everything's like, oh, well, if you're not with with this one, or I don't, I think you have a slight thing. I'm with this one, so anything might like make it appear to you that. You know, hey, my, yeah. my person wasn't there, never realizing that they're still getting the same benefit if they chose to show up or not. Yeah. Because radio was about hearing it's, it's, the answers, right? <laughs> right. It's about exactly. hearing the answers. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's take a break. I'll... South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm here with our uh, guest host, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Great being here, Marcus. It's been, been a great show. It's been, been working it's, with you. It's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. So we actually had gotten a couple app chats in the first hour. Um, I did want to just acknowledge um, that people did because you you know we had a lot of calls, but we also had a lot of, of uh, app chats too. Um, someone said, "I want to thank Sheriff, Sheriff Hodgson for not burrowing his head in the sand and trying to and trying to protect our country." So I think I want to shape. I want to thank Sheriff Hodgson for not burrowing his head in the sand, comma and trying to protect our country. I think is uh, is what is what the caller said. I mean, the, the I never believed said. that if you get in public office, people won't expect you to bury your head in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> they expect you to be out there, but that's kind, very kind. And uh, Laura from Attleboro says Biden has deported more people than Trump has. Um, I don't know if that's true, or I I believe it to be true. I know Obama was. But the, you know what's funny about this. You know, those kinds of statements are exactly what's wrong with this country. It's a Biden-Trump thing. It Look, the deporting the, the more but allowing more in doesn't doesn't do anything. You can, you can say he deported more, but he's also allowing hundreds of thousands more in than, than President Trump was allowing in. So, you know, that, that those are the kind of sort of partisan arguments that don't really support what's going on. It's sort of like, uh, it's more about... I like Biden more than I do Trump, or I like Trump more than I do Biden. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's you can parse things any way you want, but let's look at the numbers and say, do we believe that whether it was under Carter or whomever, if one guy is bringing, if more people are coming in under one guy, uh, probably has more. There may be more people being deported, but you know that's like saying I, I threw five, I threw you know my basement was flooding and I was able to throw you know, 25 buckets out, but the water's just multiplying and keeps pouring in. Uh, that doesn't make make a lot of sense. Not in my mind. Yeah, uh, so you're saying that the net migration under exactly. Biden is still higher than uh, mm -hmm. under Trump? Okay. Yes. So, um, all right, so... I, I guess I could have said that more succinctly like you did. Thank you for, for, for sharing that with me. Okay. I went to law school. <laughs> and I know. I know. I wanted to. That's why I, I obviously you didn't get where you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you did okay. So, um, so, so Sheriff, uh, 
moving on, I don't know if you have any opinion on um, there were some conflicts uh, going on in Atlanta and in Boston. Uh, Congress, uh, the, the House major, uh, House Minority Whip Catherine Clark, her daughter was a, uh, her daughter was arrested uh, actually um, after a protest with uh, uh, the Boston Police Department had, I guess, went awry. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that as someone who's worked in law enforcement for, for so long. Yeah, I don't care if it's a congresswoman's daughter or not. Uh, if you're going to go defame uh, monuments and property anywhere in this country, uh, you ought to be arrested on the spot. Number two, um, and, and on top of that, assaulting a police officer during during their attempts to arrest you, you know, there's no question. I understand she's out on a $500 bond. Uh, look, if you have a propensity to be that arrogant, and that defiant over the laws of this nation. And then when the police officers are trying to prevent you from from damaging public property and defaming it, and you're going to assault them, you ought to be, not only should you should you be arrested, you ought to be held. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, look, I, these police officers leave their homes every day, uh, not knowing whether they're ever going to go home. Right, they're going out there to protect the people of the community, to uphold the law, so people can live in peace in their community and not feel afraid to get on a subway and get beat up like the weatherman did for for trying to to tell these guys you can't be lighting that old man's hair on fire, right? And then and then because he said, hey, don't don't you guys say knock it off, you can't be doing that. And they attacked him. This kind of chaotic uh, disrespect of the law, the breaking into, I mean. Look in Seattle, these business owners, right? These people work their tails off to have a business and they can't even run their business or open them because they got people constantly breaking into their stores, defecating in the sidewalk out in front. And the people in government are saying, well, they have a right to be there. They're taking over these business districts. It's time to bring order back to society and, and let people know that, hey, if you're doing the right thing, if you're following the law and you're trying to, to support your families and support your community by you know, owning a store, you know, having a market, whatever you're doing, that we are, we owe it to you to make sure that not only you but your customers to make sure they're safe. I mean, that's 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 America. But to say, you know, the criminals are really they're really the victims, and the real true victims they don't exist is really the thing that's undermining law and order in our communities, and frankly, undermining this country. Wait, what would what do you think? Um, what's your what's your take on sort of the rift uh, that that can happen between uh, a police department and its community? I mean, I think that particularly, I think it's mostly true in larger cities, um, more so than than uh, suburban towns like here in in, in Fairhaven. Uh, but I, mo I think it's mostly true in cities. But w what's your opinion on that? Well, I think a lot of it. Look, there are there are certainly. In every business, you can have bad surgeons, you can have bad uh, law enforcement officers, you can have every well, consequence for bad surgeons and law enforcement officers is very dire. So, well, they shouldn't have right. that either. No, you shouldn't. But you have my point was you have it in every profession. Teachers, there are in every group. There's going to be people who are who are not going to uphold the standards and, and the um, and and the rules of the of that particular profession. And they'll, they may violate them. But that doesn't mean you broad brush everybody in that business and say, therefore. And I think that's what we've gotten to, uh, particularly around law enforcement. 
there was, and I can go back and I'm not, this is not a partisan issue, but I, I can remember. I think it is. Well, I can remember, <laughs> I can remember when, when uh, President Obama um, had the summit at the White House with the, with the Cambridge officer. And the Cambridge officer had gone to this house, was called, because there was a report of somebody looked like they were breaking into the home. Was this the Harvard professor? Yes, it that was. Got, okay. Yes, it was. And the officer, once he identified the guy, he was determined when he got there that this guy was o- over near the house. He wasn't He wasn't in the house. He was up near the, the door or whatever. And he said, can you show me some ID? And when the officer finally was was um, satisfied that, that he was the owner, he just didn't couldn't get in, uh, he, he said, you're all set, sir. I just had to make sure he started to walk away and the Harvard professor, what am I, what, because I'm, I'm, I'm African-American. That's why you, that's why you presumed I, I was going to be a suspect breaking into this house. Sarah, I'm all set. I, you, I got a call here. Boom. And the guy wouldn't quit. He kept it up, followed him all the way down the walk and was harassing the officer all the way down. The officer said, I'm all set. And, uh, it, and there were neighbors that saw it and he just wouldn't quit to a point where he, he was actually interfering with the officer and be disorderly. The officer arrested him. Right here, the guy was. He went to to protect the home. The guy should have said thank you, not automatically presumed that the officer was somehow. And that was that kind of woke attitude that exists out there with some people. And in this case, then the president uh, at the time, President Obama, invites them to come down for a summit to suggest to have their beer summit. And the optic was, well, they could, you know, both of them were brought together because they could, you know, the officer. Was wrong. He, should, you know, and he had some culpability in this. No, he didn't. That officer didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, it's story happened. It was back in like 2009, I would say. Uh, so uh, my details on it are a bit fuzzy. You were Ten then, weren't you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Uh, so so this was this is a long time ago. But my understanding yeah. is, uh, yeah, it was an officer that got into a con- uh, that had gotten in, uh, had had an interaction with a yes. Harvard law professor. You were right professor. the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So so <laughs> so, but but um, I do we know that the initial interaction between those two was cordial or pleasant um are, are we sure of that well the wit- the witnesses indicated that the officer hadn't done anything wrong okay so but 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 the, you raised a bigger point which i think is important marcus that there is this total disrespect now that has pervaded society about law enforcement you know jumping on their cruisers smashing mm-hmm. their windows throwing things at officers i mean right down to washington they're throwing bricks at officers and everything else I mean, these guys are just doing their jobs. These these men and women, and and they're not there to harass people, but they are there to keep order. And when you have elected officials in this nation who are saying, you know, it's the officer's fault, right? They shouldn't be out there. They, they they're finding reasons to give these criminals. You do, know, do they have any culpability in this? In this in, confrontation, individually, in individual circumstances, that would have to be proven. At the time, if it's one, but you have to take case by case. But what I would say is overall, no, we, what community policing was established to get officers out in the community to make sure that they kids felt good about it. I mean, I remember seeing you probably seen it in the newspaper where the officer saw somebody that was homeless, had no shoes, and he took the guy in the store and bought him a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the people that get in law enforcement, they get into law enforcement because 
first of all, it's a dangerous job, but they get into it not not to be bullies. Right? They want to make a difference. They want to make sure that when they get in there, they believe they can help save the communities by by being there, maintaining law and order, with, maintain law and order, which is which is their job. And it's not to go after the criminal. It's to protect the citizen from the criminal. And when the criminal enters into that world, then they need to be able to interact quickly and make sure that they can get that person away from the potential crimes that they were going to commit. The way you do it is build community. And that's what they started doing for years. I mean, there's some major metro police stations. Like I said, it's, I think, a little bit different than the local, the more, the smaller communities around here. But there's some major metro police stations that have been engaged in widespread um, uh, corruption. You think of like the Rampart scandal in L.A., uh, the Chicago PD kidnapping and uh like disappearing and torturing people for a while. Boston certainly had their fair share of scandals as well. Um, do you think that at a certain point, the community in those, and especially in those areas would have a right to at least at some level distrust the police departments when some of this stuff has happened over the course of 30, 40 years, 30, 40 years. Uh, well, um, I don't think that is as wrong as things were, um, back in the day when we had slavery and Thomas Jefferson was involved in that, that therefore um, Thomas Jefferson's relatives and generations to, to come were ultimately responsible for what happened back then. Uh, the great thing about America is, in my view, when we have these things and we've had police oversight and everything else, we learn from them. We recognize, look, I worked a homicide investigation years ago up in the, in the South Bronx and they had a very different way of dealing with people than than I was used to, and it wasn't it wasn't the way I I learned because it, they and and I didn't always necessarily agree with how they handled it. They were they were so hardened, but but that isn't an excuse. You have to respect people. I don't care even when they if they've committed a crime, unless they are creating an issue for you, personally attacking you or something. You have to maintain your level of professionalism all the way through, regardless of what the crime was they committed. If they're not assaulting you, or whatever else, and and you're they're cooperating, you 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 follow along until such time as you're personally threatened. At that point, you have to defend yourself. But short of that, always stay above it. It's not your job to judge what they did. It's your job to mitigate it and stop the problem from continuing to affect somebody else and get that person off the street. But yes, there are. I agree with you, Marcus. There have been times in history over the course of time where people handled things differently, and you I mean. When you were growing up, I don't know if you ever got smacked in the butt, right? I mean, today, you know, you, you smack your kid to call the police, right? Not, not that, that we encourage that, but, but back then it was accepted. You know, you, you, you get smacked on the butt with a, with a book or whatever. I, I, yeah. I, I figured it out. I put a book in my pants. It only happened to me twice, but I figured <laughs> it out. And that was a way to save my, but, but, but no, back then it was different. It doesn't, we're not doing that today because we learned from it and said, wait, there's other ways to channel kids, teach them. And whatever. So so it's no different, I think, in in the way law enforcement we can't impose what's happened in the past on people today. Well, I mean you still have you still have um uh George Floyd and other incidents like that. And we agree on that. You yeah. know what? You you and I are both saying the same thing. In those instances, absolutely if somebody's wrong, yeah. then they then they have to be dealt with and 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 they have to suffer the consequences but that's not the majority i mean these i've worked with so many people in law enforcement they genuinely care about the people and and like i i'm proud i never i only had one physical confrontation 
And it was a guy who was drunk. But I prided myself on never having to do that. That I talk to people, diffuse it. And most of the time, you're going to be very successful if you do that. But if you come at it with, I can grab my nightstick and I'm going to fix this guy, you're heading for trouble. And um, and that's not the way to do it. And that's not the majority of police officers. We're well-trained people that, that understand all these things, the social issues, the challenges. Um, it's It's a very different sort of thing now. And we can't allow the criminals to use old sort of things that happened in the past to now be the, the predominant argument of why they think they can violate the law and, and pay back people because something happened to their grandfather way back when. It's not okay. The law is the law, and it's all about individual respect. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. If you need your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. So, uh, Sheriff, we're just learning that there may have been another shooting in California, at least seven dead. There was one the other day. Um, This is sort of breaking news that's coming in. Uh, Mass shootings seem to be, I mean, it could just be, maybe it's an over-reporting, but they seem to be uh, ever more frequent. Uh, What's your general reaction to that? In my view, I, I think we have serious mental health problems in this country. I think we, I think it's a combination of that, and a combination of people thinking that um, there, there really is no consequences for for uh, going out there and doing it. That basically, um, we've created this environment where people feel free, not uh, to just sort of make their own their own issue the most important issue, and 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 so what for the law. Uh, so what for the victims? Um, and I think that mental health piece weaves into this. And I think um, until until we get serious about bringing law and order, supporting law enforcement, let them do what they have to do to get the streets cleaned up, uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue to see this really uh, exacerbate to a point where people and there are people that are already afraid to go out in the streets. Look at New York. I mean, people are afraid to go on the subway now. You know, you're going to get jumped going down, get walking to to the train, and somebody comes up just out of the clear blue. We've seen it on TV. I can up. I'm sure you probably saw that that piece where guys walking along the the um, the, the uh, walkway there next to the to the subway, and guy comes up from behind, just cold cocks him from behind, knocks him out right on the right on the. We've seen it on the street. I mean, these are these are these are people that are just saying, you know. I, I forget they what do they call it the smashing something or there's some there's some term for going up and just you know punching somebody cold cocking somebody at an at a clear blue it, it's it's a new thing they do a new trend and um and and we can't have that and when people are feeling okay to do that you have to ask where are we in humanity what what I mean we know that we're missing a lot when we we've taken God out of uh, out of our 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 lives and. And we've gotten to a point where people just I think this is a religious problem. I think what I think I think we need to get back to a more spiritual place, in my view. Uh, okay. I think we've lost that, and I think when people start to go back to that, uh, they will start to have a sort of a different um, reaction to things, different perspective about how uh, we need to be good to one another. That, do, you, do you think? Um, uh, 
more or less unfettered access to, or not unfettered, but easier access to firearms might be a contributing factor to the mass shootings that have been perpetuated in this country? Um, I Look, I think that there's there's probably some of that with the easier access to it, but I don't think that, that it, you know, the, the, the way to solve the problem is to say that the, the law-abiding gun owners can't have weapons. The problem you have is you can you can you can make all the laws you want. I mean, I think we have some of the strictest law uh, gun laws in the country. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is that you can have all the gun laws you want. The bad guys are still going to get it on the black market. They're going to get it. I mean, the, the the trading that goes back and forth over the border with with the, with the cartels, um, they can smuggle guns in from anywhere, and they do. And and so you could. You could talk to people here in New Bedford, and they'll tell you, "I can get you, I can get your handgun in about within fifteen minutes." Within fifteen minutes, that's how prevalent it is out there. So it isn't, it isn't that we don't have the laws. These, the 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 laws are there, but the laws aren't taking care of the problem of how the guns are getting into the hands of the bad guys, mm-hmm. right? So, so, you know, this is again, it's about getting serious, in my view. The people in government need to stop doing debates and sit down at a table and sit down in their offices and put together thoughtful legislation and plans to deal with the problems. Bring people in that are that are in that world that have reformed themselves and say, what do we need to do? Instead of just using these political answers. Because I find that to be always the, the issue. What's your take on Massachusetts gun laws? Do you think they're too strict? Do you think they could be stricter? Do you... Need, I don't yeah. think that I, I think I think the, the gun laws in this state are good. I do. I, I think I think the the restrictions on enforcement are are, are difficult. Uh, they they are they they can access the weapons. I mean that's that's not a problem. Um, so it's a question of let's get let's get tough on let's get tough on the criminals, the people that have the weapons. C- criminals when you start making you know sentences and and consequences serious and holding to them, people will think twice about doing it. But when you say, no big deal, it's like, the, 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 what is it? Um, in New York, I think, if you steal uh, something less than $250 or you break into a vacant building, uh, even though it's somebody's property and you damaged and went into the building, you're not going to get prosecuted. Just give it back. Um, that that That's like saying, you know, um, if you go fix the windows that you keep breaking, son, um, I won't punish you. How does that kid ever learn anything? Gun, gun laws are taken pretty seriously here. I, I think. I think I mean, so. I mean, if you have a gun outside of your, you know, you know, if you have a gun outside of your, uh, outside, if you have an unregistered firearm outside of your home, it's a eighteen month mandatory minimum. I think. Yeah. Right. If if so, if it's enforced. Seriously, yeah. If it's enforced. If it's enforced. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's the that's <laughs> the, I think that's the big problem. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you agree. I've, but, I've pled those cases down before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And 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 that was your job. But yeah. but the point is, um, it's look, it's really more about, in my view, it's the attitude that people have today about lack of accountability. If you're if you're someone who's of of a criminal intent or motivated by not following rules and basically they're telling you, eh, don't worry about it, it's no big deal. Or the message is, there's not really any serious consequence for you. You can talk your way out of it, or you can get out of it, or they're just going to let you out. Um, 
you're going to you're going to find out that crime's just going to continue to rise and the people that are getting hurt are the ones that always followed the law and how's that fair how is that right um it's never going to change it's going to get worse and worse let's take a call sure good evening Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Oh, not bad. Second person to call this gentleman. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Sheriff Tom. Yes, sir. You can't get away that easy as tonight. Where are you going in the future? Are you, is this a, a sort of a, a thing of a forecast of things to come? Will you be on the radio? Uh, will you help repeal the Republican Party? Uh, are you just going to go lie for on Senate. the beach and drink? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to go lie on the beach and uh, and drink a cocktail? Well, no. I, I mean, I've, I I don't know what I'm going to do at this point, but I would tell you, um, it'll be something that I think hopefully will will help people. It, it can be, you know, trying to encourage people to to change, to make things better. Not sure what that's going to be. I, I had a, you going to run for office again? I had a group in Washington wanted me to keep trying to take a look at building America's sheriffs, uh, working on that. But cool. But I don't know that I'd do that. You know, I, I mean, I, I, um, I, I really am not sure what I'd want to do at this point. But, but I would tell you, it's um, I'm, I'm worried about where the country's going. I'm worried about, you know, the fact that we aren't getting um, as many people feeling that they can come out and and. Um, Sounds like a presidential stump speech. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I would, but 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 I do think um, it'll you know it'll be something. Whatever I decide to do, that I I hope will make a difference, and um, you know, encourage people to get more involved in in their communities and in 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 the future of this nation. Because I think I really believe this. Uh, Marks and I were talking about this off the air. I think. we are at a critical point in our, our, our nation's history where we have to decide, are we going to follow in the footsteps of our parents and our grandparents when America was spiraling down in a different way? Uh, World War One, World War II, the Depression. It was a different challenge. Um, clearly ours is unique, but we have to decide. What, what will our kids and our grandkids say of us? Are they going to say, my mom, my dad, my grandfather, my grandmother, when America was spiraling down, would say, hey, you know what, kids? We worked all our lives. It's your turn now. You figure it out. Are they going to say of us that we did what our parents and grandparents did, that we stood up for them, that we fought for them and passed on, corrected these issues and moved the country to a place where they had a more prosperous, safer America? And and, and I think we are at such a critical crossroads right now that we need to have more voices of people out there. Um, I, I always remind people, everybody didn't jump on those horses during the revolution, but the ones that did, they inspired everyone else to do that. And I think... We are sort of history repeats revolt? itself. Well, no, but 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 certainly want to help people saddle up those horses if I can and get them to jump on because because I think that's why we're 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 not where we all I think want to be. Why we're so divided and we need people in communities, little Paul Revere's and patriots all through the the nation in communities in every state to take on this sort of common voice and challenge to get people come together. And um, let's remember that we are the United, United States are supposed to be, and that we are Americans, and that we have an obligation and responsibility to carry forward our heritage and, um, and protect the sovereignty of this nation. And I think, so whatever way I can be of help in, in some small way of, of maybe even motivating people to do that, I want to do that. I want to I wanna, I wanna have my kids and great kids say of me, um, no, my father grandfather he didn't stand down um he did everything he could uh to try to leave us a better place 
for however long, you know, he was able to work on doing that. Well, good luck to you, and uh, thank you for your many years of service. Well, thank you, caller, and, and, and um, God bless. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. All right, take one more break. We'll be right back. If you want to hear everything. We're with a special guest host, um, former Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Sheriff, it's been a, I think it's been a fun show. Oh, it's been great. It's always uh, fun with you. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Likewise. So, um, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll find out when the, uh, when the, what the next chapter is in the, in the story of, uh, of Tom Hodgson, but I hope whatever it is, you, uh, you come here to, 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 to talk about it with, uh, with Chris and me. Well, where else would I go? <laughs> that would be the only place to go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so, uh, so you still don't know what that is yet? No, still don't know. No, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not rushing into anything. I, I you sure. know, I've had a lot of different great experiences in life, and mm-hmm. and um, certainly through my the opportunity, the blessings I've been given to serve the people of this county for 25 and a half years, and, and city council in New Bedford, those have been all wonderful experiences. And I've always believed in life. You take those experiences, and hopefully, you turn them into something good that helps benefit other people. So, what that means i don't know my father always say god right straight with crooked lines um uh, i think there was a reason for me in this last election that it it didn't work out it ended up being a different outcome than i expected Mm -hmm. but so that's when we pivot and that's when we and that's when we turn to our faith too right and uh and and um, just sort of leave it in the hands of of the good lord to figure out what is that next step and uh and so we'll see um i've got great thing is um, there, there are benefits to not having to walk in the Fourth of July parade. Although I love being out there with the, <laughs> with the citizens when, when others were, uh, you know, with their families having cookouts and things like that. My kids and, you know, my grandkids now, um, you know, they those are things that they had to give up. Uh, right. But, but so there's a lot of catching up to do there. But um, you know, and my wife and, you know, it's it's um, more time for us and uh, we're having fun with the, the grandkids now and. So I'll, I'll see where things go and work things in, and but I'll I'll be doing something and how that fits into that one package uh, that gives gives us balance in both will be um, be something yet to come, I suppose. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I know uh, we're all looking forward to, to hearing what you got next, but uh, of course you um, should absolutely enjoy the. Um the time where you're not uh, so as civically obligated as you were for the last you know, 25 plus years. Um, so, Sheriff Hodgson, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thanks for having and, me. And guest hosting with me. I, I hope I hope we can do this again sometime. Um, yeah, and, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be, be fun. fun. Miss Chris, but you know, and and uh, yeah, tough shoes to fill. But but uh, <laughs> yeah, and and and, and uh, hopefully when they call said i was going to be with you on the show they, they called me chris again i hope i apologize to him because I, 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 I certainly uh don't want to embarrass him yeah no <laughs> <laughs> all right that's uh that's all the time we have for today again thanks uh yeah, thanks, thanks to our guest host, Sheriff thanks, thanks, Marcus. All right.